0: Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or co-worker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm glad you're here. If you're returning, welcome back. And if you're new, I'm so glad you found me. Tonight we're going to be talking about something that so many people have, which is the fear of rejection. We're going to talk about how to quell that fear of rejection. What's really going on when we when we have a fear of rejection, what does it look like? And where do we think it's coming from versus where it's really coming from? So we want to get clear about that. So we'll talk about quelling the fear of rejection, especially with narcissistic hijackals, because that is a big deal in the dynamic between you and a hijackal parent or partner or sibling or adult child. So we want to understand it completely, or as well as we can, to get a real sense of what it is, where it comes from, and what you can do about it. So very important. So... If you have been enjoying the podcast, I invite you to support us by going to patreon.com slash save your sanity, patreon.com slash save your sanity. That's a great place where you can show how much you value the podcast by making a one-time donation or a small donation every month is entirely up to you. So thank you in advance for doing that. And if you want to find me, you know, you can always find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. So as the podcast goes on tonight, you might want to remember that that's always available for you too. So let's just talk about this quelling the fear of rejection. Do you think you have a fear of rejection? Is there some part of you that behaves from a place of, well, I won't do anything because it might make somebody angry. And if it makes them angry, they may not like me or I won't do something, I won't speak up, because then they will not like me, or they will push me away, or they will leave me. And so I don't even have my own place in the world. I don't take up space and draw breath and feel the right to say what I think, feel, need, want, prefer, and remember. Does that have any meaning to you? Because when we're operating from the fear of rejection, we will do things like try to make it up for with perfection. And sometimes we think, and this is my take on it, we think that perfectionism is all about being good enough. If you could only be good enough, if you could only get it exactly right. And with the hijackle, you know, you can't ever get it exactly right. Because even if you do exactly what they said, <clears throat> now they want something different. But if you are engaged in a fear of rejection, that is a big deal because when you get in touch with it, maybe the people that you're afraid of rejecting you are not even people you like or approve of. And yet you're operating from a, a unending fear of rejection that col- colors all of your relationships. And if you were raised by a hijackle parent, that most certainly is there. <clears throat> if you became the hijackle, it's well buried. But if you didn't become a hijackle, the fear of rejection is constantly there. Because what do hijackle parents tell you? That <clears throat> I brought you into this world, I can take you out. You don't matter, don't bother me. Go away, I'm busy. You know, I remember when I was a little girl, I I remember it very distinctly, I was six or seven and it was Sunday and I had two hijackal parents and they ran a grocery store at that time. And we lived above the grocery store. So my mother was sitting at her table in the dining room and I went in and I said to her, mom, would you come and play with me? And she said, no, I'm too busy and I remember it so distinctly, and she told the story many times, so I know she remembered it too. I said to her, I don't know why you had a child. You're either too tired or too busy. And that was the fear, right? speaking right there. I happen to be obviously a child (laughs) that spoke my mind, but that fear of rejection, did I ask her again to play with me? No because I didn't want to be told no again, that I wasn't worth her time or her energy. And that's what happens to us when we're raised by a hijackal parent. We can't do anything right. We can't get what we need and want because they don't care and they don't have it to give to us emotionally. So we get caught in this thing. So maybe we become perfect in order to avoid rejection, And then that still doesn't work. So I think the underlying concept here is the fear of rejection, not perfectionism, but to get underneath it and realize, no, we need to be clear that is coming from a fear of rejection. So I invite you to think about that in your own life to sit quietly with it and dig down underneath to see is that really what's going on am i operating in life from a fear of rejection because if you do you'll put up with all kinds of nonsense from all kinds of people because what if they don't like you what if they walk away from you what if they tell other people that you're not a good person no we can't have any of that yes you can because People who do those things are probably not people you really want to be around. You know, I've told the story before of realizing after my mother's death that I really was looking for, at some level, even though I had done so much work, that when I had said to her on her deathbed, I put my hand on hers and said, Mom, you know, you never told me that you loved me. And she looked down her nose and she said, I know. And she died three days later. So I was thinking about it uh, a, a couple of weeks after her passing. And I thought, you know, what was that? And I found that there was piece of me still looking for her approval. And that's when, and I've talked about it on other podcasts, that's when I came to the deep realization that much as I didn't like my mother as a human being, what she stood for, what she did, what she said, how she treated other humans, I didn't approve of my mother. And yet I was still looking for the approval of someone of whom I didn't approve. So I was still had some attachment to not being rejected. And it's very important for us to come to realize that. Because when you come to realize that, that really strengthens you. Am I afraid of being rejected by people I don't even like or approve of? That's a big uh aha, isn't it? That's a moment when you go, whoa, yes, that's happening. Why would it be happening? Because we don't want to build a relationship built on the fear of rejection we want to build one on the flourishing of love and validation and, and joy. And <clears throat> you're not going to have a relationship built on love with a hijackle anyway, because they don't really have love to give you. They can say the words and they can do nice things for you when they really want something, but it's not the same as an equal, equitable, reciprocal, or mutual relationship. It just isn't the same because they don't have the goods. They don't have what it takes to build an equal and equitable, reciprocal and mutual relationship. And you know, I talk about those things as the three must haves of any healthy relationship. Well, they don't have the building blocks to build it with. So now we start to see how the equation goes sideways. And what happens is they get bigger and they want you to get smaller and continue in that way till you feel worn down, torn down, put down, and repressed. And maybe even causes you to be depressed will certainly cause many people to be anxious. And so there we get into the play out of all of that. So <clears throat> rejection is defined as the act of not accepting, believing, or considering something or someone. Like, phew, it's like the the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland, you know, off with their heads. I don't care. I don't care. It's what I want. It's what I need. It's what I say that matters. And so we will be rejected by these people. And when we look at these people in that context, are they really worthy of us being approved of? W- would their approval mean anything to us? And if so, why would it? So we get into some very interesting territory because even perfection is not enough when you're with a hijackal. And for those of you who don't know my term hijackal, I'm talking about the patterns, traits, cycles, behaviors of people who are narcissistic or antisocial, passive-aggressive, histrionic, borderline, all these people. And even perfection isn't enough for them, because they will always move the marker to stay on top of you. And every hijackal wants you to be afraid of rejection, absolutely wants you to be afraid of rejection. And that's a problem, right? If they want you to be afraid of rejection, they're going to set it up that way. And if you have already had some fear in your past of being rejected, and then you try to make a hijackle happy. Maybe you choose them as a life partner. You're already pre-groomed for them. You're already set up to be afraid of rejection. And when you really sit with that and you get it right down to your toes, then you can turn it around and say, I don't want to have the fear of rejection we all have it to a degree. We don't like to be thrown out of the tribe or feel like we've been pushed to the edge and isolated and alone. Another thing hijackals really like to do. Um, And and we don't like to be compared with others or be judged or um, shamed or blamed all the time or criticized or ridiculed none of those things are happy-making. And they only show the up-down nature of the relationship. The hijackal wants to put you down and never let you rise. And so in the beginning, they give you the appearance of being equal and equitable. And then slowly that whole equation starts to shift. So they want to be over you all the time and keep you small. Mm -hmm. And we need to develop some ways of saying. Not today. No, just not going to happen another minute because that is not what I was put on this earth to put up with. And it's difficult. I don't mean to make it sound easy. It isn't easy. But I want to give you some insights about this rejection business because very deep in us, very deep in us from that place of, you know, knowing that we need other humans in order to survive, we can't get along without our parents when we're a baby. We can't move. We can't get food. We can't have shelter. So we understand deeply that we need other humans to survive. But the ones that we have as the humans who are supposed to help us survive may be hijackles, and they will warp our way of thinking about how we survive, not in a healthy way, but, in an unhealthy way, and that's really troublesome. That's really difficult. And tonight, I want to really have you think about that deeply. So, we may feel self a sense of rejection or a fear of rejection because we have a sense of low self-worth. Or maybe we've had experiences in the past with other humans like our parents <laughs> who who put us down and wanted to keep us small and never be able to be right or do things well enough or maybe we just have a lack of self-confidence because we weren't encouraged to try things and so we're afraid to try in case we're not good at them but you know i think i mentioned in the last podcast a wonderful speaker that i heard who said if in that old adage that you know if something's worth doing, it's worth doing well. I loved it when she said, "If something's worth doing, it's worth doing half hearted because it's still worth doing. So if somebody has put us down because we're not we don't do something well that that's absurd. Because we try things, and if we like them, we should keep doing them. And if we don't like them, it should be our choice not to do them anymore. But it's not a point for other people to make up decisions about how we need to feel. If I could, one of the words I would strike out of people using is the word should. You know, everything is an option, it's a could. There's no should. If you find yourself guilty of Shudding on yourself. <laughs> Try and replace that word with would every time and see how, if you don't feel better, because I think you might. So how else do we accept this fear of rejection? We've got the low self-esteem and the low self-confidence, and maybe we don't feel secure in our social skills. Maybe we don't feel like we know how to convey our ideas or our feelings. We don't know how to ask for what we need and want that's something you can learn. So you don't have to be afraid of rejection. You can learn those skills. I teach many of my clients better skills in that regard. What to say to a hijacker, what to say when people do things like put you down or dismiss you or discount you or reject you. And Another thing that happens with a fear of rejection is we get into our heads. We start truly overthinking things, right? We just cogitate and cogitate and what if this happens and what if that happens? And, oh, I don't know if I could handle that. So maybe I won't do anything. And you get into this paralysis of fear of rejection. And that can be exacerbated by having a hijackable parent or partner too, because you know you can't get it right So you start thinking, how do I shut myself down? And that's terrible. It's really hard for you to cope with. And, and another thing is you want to avoid feeling awkward or be embarrassed by your behavior. So sometimes you're just quiet, but the good thing is you can learn to communicate. You can learn to speak up. You can learn to be assertive. I hope you will. And, and stop operating from just wanting to avoid pain. Pain is inevitable. You know, we're going to be rejected every now and again. There's going to be a mean person on the playground. There's going to be somebody at work who just simply cannot be pleased. There are going to be people who, no matter how hard you try, decide not to like you. So it's very natural part of life that we're going to experience some rejections. So it's not that we are going to avoid rejections entirely. We're going to have them, but we don't want to be afraid of being rejected to the point where it paralyzes us. And that's my point this evening. We hijackles want you to be afraid of rejection because then they have power over you all the time. You know how hijackles are; they threaten you. You know. My mother would say, I'm going to take you out of the will and just see how you manage. And, you know, a hijackal husband threatens to leave his wife. A hijackal wife threatens to leave the husband and the kids. And there's all these threats, maybe threats of physical violence, threats of emotional rejection, threats of emotional abuse or actual emotional abuse. All those things happen. So as I'm saying these things, are you thinking about where you may have housed a fear of rejection that is maybe a little more sensitive than normal? Maybe a little more front and center than you would like it to be? Are you hiding yourself because of a fear of rejection? Has a hijackal taught you, no, no, don't you dare go there? because I will reject you. I will stomp on you. I will take it away from you. You know, these things get built in. And so as we're discussing this tonight, have it be going through your mind. Where where did I get this from? Do I have this fear of rejection? And is there a hijackal in my life who is just wanting to push that button all the time? because very closely tied to fear of abandonment, of being left on your own. And our fear of abandonment is built in because we know when we're born that we can't manage. There, we can't get food. We can't move around. We can't do anything. So we're afraid for survival. And we can get triggered in that way too, because we start thinking that we need these hijackals in order to survive. Well, you don't. Survival may be a little difficult for a while if you leave one, but you don't die. And it's important to understand these underpinnings of of all of this because, you know, it, it causes you to second guess yourself and not really want to share your opinions or your thoughts. You're so concerned about what everybody else thinks and wants and needs that you don't get in touch with yourself. What do I think? What do I want? What's okay with me? What's not okay with me? How can I express myself? How can I be heard? These are important questions. Because if you know the answers to those, you can set boundaries, right? And I've done lots of videos and podcasts on boundaries, not so many podcasts, but certainly videos. So we need to build up our confidence to so that we're not stuck and not wanting to risk sharing our thoughts or feelings. And a all in the beginning, in the love bombing phase, oh, tell me all about it. Tell me all about yourself. Tell me all about your pain. Tell me about the horrible relationships with, that you've had. What are they doing? they are storing that story so that after when they want to put you down or they want to make you feel badly, they'll pull that story out of storage and use it against you. And you may well have had that experience. So then you start to shut down and you don't risk sharing your opinion or your feelings or what would make life work better for you or what you need or want. You just stop doing that and you start feeling that other people are, in fact, superior to you, and that they're they're stronger than you are, they're better than you are, and watch for that in your thinking. That's not the truth. Every one of us is just fine. Nobody's more superior to us. They may be smarter. They may be more agile. They may be better at bowling. We're all different in that way, but as humans, mm. Nobody's better than us. And if anybody thinks that that's true, it's very important to think that through. <laughs> you know, certainly there are uh, there are certain conditions that you might not want to live in, but that doesn't mean that it makes you more uh right to want to take up space and draw breath than another person who doesn't agree with you or lives differently. And that's a whole big question for another time. But we don't want to get stuck in a lack of assertiveness where we're kind of shut down or a lack of courage to speak up because we've been closed down so many times and told that, you know, who cares what you think? Who cares what you want? So we get into that fear of rejection mode that allows us to be easily manipulated and more and more easily manipulated because we start losing power. We start losing our desire to change things. We start thinking that I can't do anything with this. And you always can. Maybe little steps. That's what I always advise, just like I advise small boundaries first, but take little steps to become assertive. If you do it whole hog, you might as well blow up the relationship because that's what'll happen. But when you do it in small steps, you are emerging empowered little by little. And while I'm saying those words, I want to remind you that I do have a community where you're safe, safely off social media on my website called the Emerging Empowered Community. It's there for you, lots of benefits of belonging, and uh, you want to participate there. If you want to talk to other like-minded people or get my opinion on things or join into the two group monthly Ask Me Anything calls where you can indeed ask me anything about toxic relationships, plus get discounts on all of my books and products. So there's something there for you. So go to joinintoday.com join today.com and you will find it and you can become part of our community. then you will get support for stepping out of this fear of rejection all the time. Like I said, it's normal. we don't like being rejected, but it's a feeling and it's fleeting. you know we'll we're okay I feel rejected right now it doesn't feel so good but I'll be okay tomorrow. You have to come to that place, right? You're not going to live with the fear of rejection. That's too heavy. Let's get up to the place where, yep, sometimes I'm going to be rejected, even sometimes by people I like, and there's going to be pain and it won't be forever. And I'm okay with that. I am 100% okay with that. So we don't want to get into any neediness issues. We don't want to say yes to everything everybody asks us. We'll be running around being a servant to everybody. We don't want to be overly self-conscious or trying to fit in, desperately trying to fit in. Oh, you want to expand and take up space and draw breath and know that you have that right. You absolutely have that right no need to feel socially awkward um none of those things are mandatory <laughs> but they may have been installed you know when you were when you were young and it'll really hold you back because that analysis paralysis how do i figure out how to do it exactly right so everybody likes me nobody will reject me too much work way too much work and you you like i say there may be a little pain involved, but you've dealt with pain before. It's not a crushing blow. It is something that will go away. It's a short period of time. And you want to feel powerful. So you don't want to be dwelling on the negative. Things will happen. So, very important for us to look at this because the fear of rejection can lead us to trying to engage in perfection. And we're just doing it so nobody will reject us as opposed to also wanting people to think, okay, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I'm doing what you asked me for. I'm doing it just as you wanted me to. But really underlying that can be a deep fear of rejection. And if this is ringing with you and saying, yes, I really get that. I really get it down to my toes. And you want to talk to me about it? I have a one-time new client opportunity that you can engage in for only $97 at beaclient.com. So go to beaclient.com and we can talk if this is really striking you and you'd like to go a little deeper with the idea. So the fear of rejection will hold you back in life. And accepting that, yes, it'll hurt, but you'll be over it no longer has you being afraid of it. And that's a super important thing. It's just a feeling and feelings are important, but you know, feelings change. You know, you can be feeling absolutely awful and you look out the window and you see a bird and all of a sudden you're fine, right? So feelings will move on. Feelings will move on through like a weather system. And let's count on that. Yes. Okay. I'll feel badly. I'll I'll feel rejected. But That's okay. And then look at the source. Do these people or this person that I'm fearing of rejecting me, do I really value them? Are they people I approve of? Are they people I want? Is that a club I want to belong to? Or am I doing it out of habit or obligation or guilt? Really important to have a look at So I hope this has opened your mind and your heart to things that you could do differently and lighten your load, come into a place that allows you to see, no, I do not have to be down there squashed with the fear of rejection where the hijackle wants me to be no, I'm not going to let that person keep me down, or if you know many hijackles, I'm not going to let any of them keep me down. I deserve to take up space and draw breath on this earth, and therefore I deserve to be able to say what I think, feel, need, want, prefer, and remember, as long as you do not mention another human by name or pronoun. And It's important for us to realize that, and it will really help as you go deeper and deeper into exploring your relationship to the fear of rejection. Until we speak again, I hope you'll take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights